Appreciate y'all. Isn't it good to be able to just sing praises, sing those songs, hear those words? We don't serve a, a God who's in a tomb. He's alive. He's, he's alive this morning, and we can, we can celebrate that. That's exciting to know that, you know, no matter what we're facing, no matter what happens down here on this earth, no matter what is going on, we have a Savior who came and, and He lived and He died and rose again. And He said, look, I've got to leave. And when I leave, I'm going to send you a helper. And that helper is going to come back and He's going to bring to remembrance everything that I taught you. And guys, here we stand this morning, the church. With that helper. We have the Holy Spirit of God that leads and directs our lives each and every day. Not just on Sundays, but every single day that we go. I got a lot in my mind this morning. Wendy asked me in the week, she's like, have you got your sermon ready? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm praying, I'm seeking. Here's, here's what happens. Uh, this, is, this is the process. I pray all through the week, Lord God, give me the message we need to hear. God, lay on my heart the words we need to hear. This morning, it's actually three sermons. I got three stickies, and they're three sermons. They really are. They're three sermons. It's three different texts, but, but really it all comes down to, to one point, and it's our time now. Guys, it's our time now. It's our time now, right now. And you say, well, Brother Shannon, what about times past? Yes, I, I get it, but in, for such a time as this right now, in this season of life, in this time that we live in as a people, as believers in Christ, we cannot step we cannot be shy in our faith. We cannot be quiet in our faith. We cannot roll over in our faith. World is, the world is the world. Okay? Let me, let me say something that may make life a little easier for some of you. Lost people are going to act like lost people. You need to hear that again. Because here's what we do. We get shocked by the way lost people act sometimes. We, we, we get worried and concerned and rattled and shaken by how lost people act. But let me say it again. People that do not know Christ are going to act like people who do not know Christ. Let me say it one more time, because it's, it's you're slowly... Remember you before Jesus found you? Remember that shell of a person? Remember that mess up? Remember how you acted? Remember how you had one motivating force, and that was your flesh. You woke up, you did what you wanted to do, you did whatever to make you feel good, to make you happy. You pleased one, and that was you. But then Christ found you, and you gave him the keys to your life, and you said, be my Lord, be my Savior, I let you take over, and remember things that used to, used to drive you, you were passionate about, you ran after. 
wasn't so important. Well, here's the thing. Those that have yet to find Christ, they're still running after those things. They're not going to do the things that line up with Scripture. They're they're not going to make decisions based off of God's Word. They're They're not going to do what the Bible says. And for us, it's shocking. But it shouldn't be. The message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us, it's life. Don't get surprised when lost people do lost people things. Don't be upset when lost people do lost people things. Don't don't be, I can't believe. Yes, you can believe. Remember what you were capable of. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Mankind without the Holy Spirit left to its own depravity, left to its own fallenness, left to its own downward spiral leads to death, leads to destruction, leads to hopeless, helpless even though even though it may be, even though that path may be lined with fun and joy and great pleasure and maybe great wealth and maybe a want for nothing at the end of it if there is no Christ Depart from me because I never knew you. What profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Church, when lost people act like lost people, don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't be shaken. Go back to Noah. Look at what was going on. Go back to uh, Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 6. Look at what's going on. Genesis chapter 6. I'm going to, three sermons worth of scripture, three different places we're going in the next short period of time. Look at what's happening in Noah's day. Then the Lord, verse 5, chapter 6 of the book of Genesis, verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. It's a constant. There there was no good thought. It was just total depravity, total rebellion, total against God. The Lord was sorry so much so that even God relented, Scripture says. He relented. He, he He was... he was upset that he made them. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. He was grieved in his heart. Church, when lost people act like lost people, when people rebel against a holy and righteous God, it breaks his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land. From man to animals to creeping things and to birds in the sky. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And I want you to look at verse 9. Verse 9 kind of gives you, it sort of takes you back and gives you a background of Noah. And this is where that thing come from, that word come from. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was was a righteous man, blameless in his time. 
see, in a, in a season and in a day and age to where every intention and every impulse and every ounce of energy mankind had, it was evil continuously. That is the backdrop. That is what is going on. That is what is happening in the culture and in society that Noah is living in. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it says right here, it says, These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. If God looked down over the earth and saw the headlines and read the news and saw the reports and saw the celebration and saw what was going on, the question is not what he would think of them, but what would he think of you right now? Because Noah was blameless in his time. This is our time. This is our time right now. See, I, I'm not going to be judged based on them. I'm going to be judged based on me. I'm not going to be judged based on that over there. I'm going to be judged based on me, my thoughts, my attitudes, my actions, my ways. I am going to have to give an account for me. I don't have to give an account for you. I have to give an account for me. And the same goes for all of us. Noah was blameless in his time. In his time. And when, when, when blameless wasn't cool. When blameless wasn't the way of the day. When, when righteousness was, when walking in a manner worthy of the name of Jesus was so far off of people's radar. Noah was righteous. Noah was carrying the torch. Noah was different. Noah walked the walk and he talked the talk. Noah, Bible says, was blameless in his time. It's our time now. It doesn't matter what the culture's doing. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It matters what you're doing. Matters what I'm doing. And it doesn't just matter what I'm doing on Sunday morning. Because the world's watching us the rest of the week too. Remember Monday through Saturday? Yeah, but this is just a little. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but this is only once. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but this isn't going to hurt anybody. It doesn't matter. This is secreted in my own world. It doesn't matter. Noah was blameless in his time. Go over to Romans chapter 1. Beginning in verse 18. You wonder what the context of society is. You want to know the context of the world. You want to know what Noah was living in. You want to know what we're living in. We don't have an excuse, church. We, we can't. We can't. 
say, yeah, but I lived in a time to where it was just, it was just cool to be sinful. It was cool to be rebellious. It was just cool to do whatever. If your word said go left, then everybody else is going right, and I've just got to do what everybody else did. Look at verse 18. Romans 1.18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. We could camp there and stay there for a long time. And some of you would argue and some of you would debate and some of you would just say, yeah, but they don't know any better. They don't know any better. Yeah, they do. Well, how can you say that, preacher? You're judging them. How can you think you're better than they are? How can you say that? I'm just telling you what Scripture says. The Bible says, Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. God put it there. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes... His eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. The world looks up and it sees the sun, the moon, it sees the stars and there's no way it can say it just happened. But they say that. Why? Because they suppress it. Verse 21, for even though they know, knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculation and their foolish hearts became darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and of crawling things. Therefore, God gave them over. We wonder why they act like they do. Because God gave them over. And church, be careful. In the process of sanctification, as we still wrestle and struggle with the flesh, we have the same tendency, the same nature. It's there. We just have to surrender to the Lordship of Christ and the Spirit of God that dwells inside of us that clearly says to us in our spirit in that moment, this is not who you are anymore. This isn't who you are. And every excuse the world says they were born this way, they act this way, that's just who they are. That's the freedom that they have. Just pick any word that you want to use. We have freedom to do anything. That's how they were born. That's how they were made. You're judging. All of this stuff, all of it. Look at what the Bible says. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity. Because of their rebellion, because they suppressed the truth in unrighteousness, because they rebelled against God, God said, Away with you. Go do what you want to do. There's going to be consequences. Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged, listen church, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature 
rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And you know it's politically correct to stop there. But we're going to read further because the Bible says. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. (gasps) Preacher. Preacher. Now the Bible says it's a degrading passion. God gave them over. They rebelled against God and God gave them over to a messed up situation that he's not pleased with. It says this, for this reason God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. Do you hear that? And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, man with man, committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind. To do those things which are not proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Church, wake up. Quit being shocked. You cut the news on and you're... And you're worried. Your God hasn't changed. You're just watching the world, the lost world, the fallen world is pumping junk into your mind. And you believe it more than you believe the God of this universe who says be anxious For nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Don't worry about it. The world is going to be what the world is. It's fallen. I'm not judging them. I'm telling you what a person gets when they turn their back on a holy and righteous God. When they they refuse to listen to God in His way of doing things. And they choose what they wanted to do. Just like in the day of Noah. Every intent and desire and passion and focus and desire was evil continuously. But Noah was blameless in his time. Guys, here we sit. Here we sit. Look at verse 16. Look at Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I can imagine Noah running around. Even though he didn't have the gospel, he knew that Yahweh, he knew that there was a holy God. He woke up and he looked up and said, I didn't make that. Somebody bigger than me did. I worship you, God. I worship you, the one true God. Everybody else was doing their own thing. Everybody else was chasing their own pleasures. Everybody else was doing what was right in his own eye. But Noah found favor in God's eyes because he walked blameless in his time. This is our time. How are we doing? How are you doing? Guys, don't let, the, don't let what we read, don't let what we see, don't let what we hear, don't let the, the moment, the moment shake you from who and whose you are. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, Jew first and even the Gentile. 
Go over to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Why, church, are we shocked when we see what the world is? Why, church, are we worried when we see what the world is? Did Jesus not tell you that in this world you will have tribulations, but I've overcome it? 2 Timothy chapter 3 says this, verse 1. I mean, the things that we in the church get so upset about is the things that God has clearly said was going to happen. We are so surprised when the Word of God is lived out on a daily basis before our eyes. And we sit appalled. At them. When the only thing that we have control over is me. But realize this. That in the last days, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self. What does this sound like? Lovers of money. Boastful. Arrogant. Revilers. Disobedient to parents. Does these things shock us when we read about it and hear about it and watch it happen? As if it were some foreign thing. Realize this, in the end times, during the last days, it's going to happen. Disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips. Without self-control. Self-control is a fruit. Christians have it, lost people don't have it. Brutal, haters of God. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to a form of godliness although they have denied its power. Preacher, what about the rest of it? You stopped. What about the rest of the verse? What about the rest of the verse? Well, here's the thing. In the church, we don't look at the rest of the verse. Because in the church, we've got this idea that we're all supposed to look the same and act the same. And we're all just one happy family. No. One's going to heaven and one's going to hell. Christians go to heaven and lost people go to hell. Yeah, but they're good people, preacher. Yeah, but, but they're really not bad. They, they're just misguided. They just have, they've got addictions and they've got problems. And, and, and they're just trying to work through some things. No, they're lost. You're so judgmental. I'm just telling you what the book says. God loves them. I'm not saying God doesn't love the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I serve the most amazing God in the world. I serve the most amazing God, period. There is only one. Because he... Love those that hated him. 
He loved those that didn't care nothing for him. He loved those that even would kill him. He loved them to the point of death on a cross. Look at what the Bible says. It said avoid. Avoid such men as these. But you know what church? Why is it that that's the kind of people we're attracted to? That's the kind of people we're drawn to. That's the kind of people we run to. That's the kind of people we run with. Oh, but they're fun. They're the life of the party. We're having a good time. We're living it up. Jesus wanted us to have fun down here too, didn't he? He didn't want us just to wait till we get there. No, he wanted you to be holy while you were here. He wanted you to walk in a manner worthy of his name while you're here. He wanted you to be found walking and living and acting, not just the way you're acting right now, because right now you are look okay. But it's our time the rest of the week too. See, Noah was living in a time to where the thoughts and intents of man's heart was evil continuously, but Noah was living in a manner worthy of the name of God. In a time I, I... How many parties do we go to that Noah probably weren't, wasn't at? <laughs> yeah, but preacher, we just ha- we just, we just let, we're just hanging out a little. We're just letting off a little steam. We're just, we're just relaxing. We're just relaxing. Well, let me ask you a question. Next time you go relax on the weekend, can, can, can Avery go? Can Avery go? Can Lilia go? Next time you go on the weekend, when you've had that long weekend, and you're hanging out, and you're going to just relax with a few friends, can the preacher's son, can the preacher's lidless one go? Why not? Why not? Why not? I don't You meddling, preacher. I ain't meddling. I'm just telling you what God sees. I'm just telling you what God sees. It's called a hypocrite. It's called being a hypocrite. Or you may just be lost and you like the socialness of this bunch of people that hang out with you see that's the sad part there's no we treat the church you treat work like you treat church and watch what happens you'll get fired Bible says avoid such people as these Look down at verse. Um, look down at verse thirteen. A bunch of sermons here, y'all. Evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. It doesn't get better. I don't stand before you with good news. I stand before you with the reality that hey, it's only going to get worse. Don't expect to cut the TV on and. And, and be surprised that, hey, 
Bible says evil men will grow from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, you, however, in the midst of, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, in the midst of a, of a downward progressing institution, in, in the, in, as it gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and everybody is doing all of this stuff, you, however, continuing the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Scripture, sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Evil men and imposters will grow from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, in the middle of that, you, however, it's your time now. It's our time now. In the same context that Noah found himself in, that's where we are today and it's our time now. Who in the world are you going to be? Because here's the deal. You may not invite him, but he's watching. You may not invite him, but they're watching. And here's what's so sad. There's so many mamas and daddies and parents and, and Sunday school teachers and leaders and Christian leaders and and, and people that stand up here that's so bold on, on Saturday and Friday. And I'm going to pick a spot that nobody stands so nobody don't think I'm judging anybody. But on Friday and Saturday night or Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday or Thursday, you live like absolute hell, live like chaos, let's just have a blast. Who cares? Our jokes are bad, our hearts are bad, our thoughts are bad. Uh, we're just, could, we are just hellions, but Sunday's coming. Amazing grace. As if this is going to keep you out of hell. Do just enough. Where's the conviction? Preachers don't convict anybody. Holy Spirit convicts. You say, but Brother Shannon, if I do that, if I stand up and I just, it's boring. I'll lose my friends, I'll lose my family, I'll lose those that, I, I won't have anybody. Look at what the Bible says. Verse 12. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. People don't want to live a holy life because there's a persecution. People don't want to, people don't want to tell their friends, Hey, I'm not going this weekend. People don't want to tell those they run with, Look, I'm not going out this weekend. People don't want to tell their buddies, hey, I, I've stopped that. Because the mocking, the jeering, the sneering, the cuts, the... Those that desire to live godly lives, you're going to be persecuted. Can you imagine Noah 
Noah for all those years building a boat, being called every name in the book, being laughed at every time he went to the lumber yard, every time he went to the every time he went to the hardware store to get more nails, he was probably the joke of the town. He was probably made fun of. His family was made fun of. He was talked about. He was probably never invited. Everybody else is out living like the world. But you know what Noah's doing? Noah's doing what God said do. Go build me a boat. Took him a long time to build a boat. But at the end, he was saved. Guys, it's our time right now. How we live matters, and who, we're, who we are matters, and what you do in private matters, and how you walk, carry yourself, and the things you say matters, and all that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation. It's our time now. Don't be surprised with what you see. Don't be surprised with what you read. Don't be surprised with what you hear. Evil men and impostors will grow from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things, continue in the Word of God. Father God, I uh, come to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, help me to live my life in such a way that honors you. Forgive me, God, for my mouth. Forgive me for anger. Forgive me for... God, just help me, Lord, to walk in a manner worthy of the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray around this room, Lord, I, I pray that each man, each woman, each young person, God, is bold in their faith, not ashamed of their faith, not ashamed of you. I pray, God, that as we consider our time, as we consider this moment, as we consider our life, as we consider what we're doing with it, God, forgive us for, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for our rebellion. Forgive us, Lord, for knowing the right thing to do and not doing it. Holy Spirit of God, forgive us. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want us to all stand. We're going to sing hymn of invitation. Altar's open. Here's the thing, though, this, uh, and y'all know it. Altar's open, but if anybody moves on a morning like this, you must be confessing that you're that sinner singer. No, but if the Holy Spirit says move, be obedient and allow Him to work as we say.